From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will continue this series of studies in the life and earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Today's devotional is entitled, Because of Us. The text is Matthew 24, verse 22. For the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. For the sake of his elect, the Lord withholds many judgments and shortens others. In great tribulations, the fire would devour all were it not that, out of regard to his elect, the Lord damps the flame. Thus, while he saves his elect for the sake of Jesus, he also preserves the race for the sake of his chosen. What an honor is thus put upon saints! How diligently they ought to use their influence with their Lord! He will hear their prayers for sinners and bless their efforts for their salvation. He blesses believers that they may be a blessing to those who are in unbelief. Many a sinner lives because of the prayers of a mother or wife or daughter, to whom the Lord has respect. Have we used aright the singular power with which the Lord entrusts us? Do we pray for our country, for other lands, and for the age? Do we, in times of war, famine, pestilence, stand out as intercessors, pleading that the days may be shortened? Do we lament before God the outbursts of infidelity, error, and licentiousness? Do we beseech our Lord Jesus to shorten the reign of sin by hastening his own glorious appearing? Let us get to our knees and never rest till Christ appeareth.
As you listen to today's broadcast, we'd like to express our appreciation to those of you who make Let the Bible Speak a regular part of your day. Over the years since LTBS has been on the air, we've heard from many folks who have been blessed and encouraged in their Christian lives through these programs. We thank the Lord for the opportunity to bring this Christ-centered preaching into your home, vehicle, or workplace. Let the Bible Speak is a ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. Founded by Dr. Alan Cairns, whose messages you hear on the broadcast, LTBS is also heard in many parts of the world through the radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak International, which is produced in Northern Ireland. It may be that you have wondered about the origin and purpose of the Free Presbyterian Church. Briefly, the Free Presbyterian Church is a denomination that stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers around the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ, and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the Church. If you would be interested in considering the establishment of a Free Presbyterian Church in your area, please contact Faith Free Presbyterian Church at 1-800-244-2408. That's 1-800-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may be interested to learn that interest in a free church has been expressed by folks in the Racine, Wisconsin area. If that would be of interest to you, call the church office and we'll put you in contact with the right person. Once again, the church office's number is 1-800-244-2408 or you may email info at faithfpc.org. As Dr. Cairns continues these studies in the life and earthly ministry of Christ, he brings the next portion of a message called The Compassion of Christ. The accounts in Matthew chapter 9 reveal the heart of Jesus, who not only pitied the needy, but had the power to deliver them from their afflictions. He demonstrated his power over death by raising the nobleman's dead daughter to life. He cleansed the woman with the issue of blood from her pollution showing his power to deal with the corruption of sin, in giving sight to the blind men, in restoring speech to the dumb man. Christ showed his ability to cause blind sinners to see his glory, 
and speechless sinners to pray, to praise, and to witness. Now to bring the next portion of this message, The Compassion of Christ, here is Dr. Cairns. In His compassion, He raised the dead. My, what a picture that is. That's something that always fascinates me. Christ's dealings with the dead. In some cases, he simply spoke. As in John 11, Lazarus, come forth. It's the power of his word. In the case of Jairus' daughter, and I take this case probably not to be Jairus' daughter, the one we're reading of, for reasons that we may deal with later. A very similar case. But in that case, he said, Talitha kumi, I say unto you, arise. In this case, he just went in and he touched her. In the case of the son of the widow of Nain, he touched the coffin. Just the dealings of Christ with the dead. And in every case, the result was the same. The dead came to life. I want you to see this. This is his compassion. The greatest evidence of the love of Christ is how he deals with dead sinners. What does Paul say in Ephesians chapter 2? You hath he quickened or made alive, who were dead in trespasses and in sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. You have he quickened. Every Christian here can look back to a time when he was dead and the Savior came and touched him. Some of us were in a place so corrupt and vile that nobody in his right senses would want to touch us except the Savior. He touched us. And he raised us with mighty power and he gave us life. That's the compassion of Christ. And I want to tell you, he's still in the soul-saving business. Oh, let us never lose sight of that. Never let us in the church of Christ simply settle down into some little club for Christians. Some little comfortable assembly where we can do each other good. Oh, that's important. But never let us lose sight of the fact that we're here to see people saved. Jesus Christ raises the dead. Then we read how he cleansed the polluted. This woman had an issue of blood, we read. That hemorrhaging had gone on for 12 long years. Now, first of all, medically... That was a terrible problem. The woman physically was drained. 
But for an Israelite-ish woman, it was even worse. Listen carefully to Leviticus chapter 15, verses 25 through 27. If a woman have an issue of blood many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation, and she shall be unclean. Now listen to this. Every bed whereon she lieth, all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation. Whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until even. Do you see the picture? This is, this is a woman living in a society, the center of which is the worship of Jehovah, either in the tabernacle or in the temple later. And she's cut off from it. She can't participate even in the worship of Jehovah. Everything she touches becomes ceremonially unclean. She's polluted. But hold a second. That's exactly where the Lord finds every sinner. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 6. When I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Look at verses 9 through 11. Then I washed thee with water. Yea, I truly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee with broidered work, and shod thee with badger skin, and girded thee about with fine linen, and covered thee with silk. I decked thee also with ornaments, put bracelets upon thy hand, the chain upon thy neck, and so on. Finally, verse 12, a beautiful crown upon thine head. That's what he did for this woman. She came polluted in her own blood. He said, that's what I saw. That's where I found you. But the very touch of his garment. Without spiritualizing too much, the touch of the tassel of the garment. That which was worn to denote conformity to God's law, the touch just at the place that denoted the perfect obedience of Christ was enough to set virtue free to cleanse her from her pollution. What does this say in New Testament terms? In gospel terms, it says, The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And whatever our pollution, be it moral pollution, mental pollution, pollution of guilt and fear, 
the pollution of the memory of past deeds, whatever the pollution may be, we bring it to Christ. And listen, it's still true. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, there is virtue in Christ to give me cleansing. He has rendered all the obedience that is necessary to make me righteous in the sight of God and acceptable before God. Just touch the hem of his garment. That's why we sang that hymn. She only touched the hem of his garment as to his side she stole. That's all. The power was not in the touch. The power was in the Savior. Oh, let me tell you, he still cleanses the polluted. And whatever your pollution this morning, there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ to wash you whiter than the driven snow. Come now, says Jehovah, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What do you do with sin? You bring it to the Lord Jesus. What do you do with a life that's wrecked with pollution? A lifetime. Twelve years in this condition was a long time. What do you do with a life that's been lost in pollution? You bring it to Jesus. And life begins with the touch of Christ. He gave sight to the blind in his compassion. He gives sight to the blind. What did Paul say if our gospel be hid? It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. This is the condition that men are in by nature, blind. How blind can people be? Well, I'll tell you. Maybe I'm describing you this morning. People can be walking within an inch of eternity, within one inch of hell, and think they're having the time of their life. I think of Belshazzar. He had a great feast going. He had a party that was raucous and rowdy. Belshazzar could not see that just around the corner of life there was death, destruction, ignominy, shame, and eternal hell. He was having the time of his life. How blind can people be? How blind can people be? They can have Christ evidently set forth before them. They can hear of the beauties of the Lamb of God and the glories of the Redeemer. They can see in other people's lives the effects of saving grace. And yet, they can turn their gaze upon the world and the glitter and the tinsel of Hollywood, that cesspool of Sodom. And they can say, we will not of this man. We see no beauty in Christ. 
What we see and what we see in the world, that's blindness indeed. How blind can people be? How do you make them see? Well, you've got to keep giving them the truth. But you don't make people see by simply giving them the truth. You don't make people see by winning an argument. You make people see by the power of the miracle-working Christ. For listen, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. How did you and I get sight to see the beauty of Christ? didn't come because we were any better than the blindest sinner who ever lived. It came because God commanded, let there be light. Oh, may he speak that word, let there be light. If you're convicted this morning and convinced of your spiritual blindness, if you're convicted and convinced of your spiritual need, then let me tell you, come with your blindness to Jesus. He will give you sight and light. He gave voice to the mute in his compassion. Do you see what the devil did to this man? The devil works with people in different ways. But ultimately, he's going to do this. He made this man deaf to the Word of God and mute to the praise of God. That's why the psalmist... I'm not going to turn up references for the sake of time. But he said, I'll speak. I will sing. I will shout. I'll cry aloud. He'll hear this voice of rejoicing. Because in compassion, when the Lord Jesus saves a man, he gives him a voice to praise to pray, and to witness. That's the compassion of Christ. If you're here this morning and you have no song of praise in your heart to the Lord because of two things, because of sin and because of Satan, if you have no voice of praise to the Lord, if you have no voice of testimony to the Lord, if you have no voice of thanksgiving to the Lord, if you have no voice for God, no voice of prayer, it's because of sin, it's because of Satan. Thank God, in his compassion, Christ delivers those oppressed by the devil, and he gives them the voice of rejoicing. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. 
Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak.